This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in WIP Daily for a June night. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone downloading, subscribing, following the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Of course, the video feed at 94WIP, the YouTube page. Check us out there. Myself and Tucker Bagley doing a lot of pods each week on the biggest stories in Philadelphia sports. And today, you really there's, there's finally some reason for real optimism on the Phillies on the idea they might be back and, and playing good baseball. Again, five straight wins, the two over the weekend against the Nationals, of course, sweeping a really just wretched Tigers team. I mean, the Phillies almost threw a no-hitter every night in this series. That's how bad that Tigers offense is. But this is part of it. It's part of of making your way back from a tough start to a season. We saw it last year. It's getting hot against those teams. I want to dive into, you know, four ways that four signs the Phillies actually are back. And this is for today, but it's also moving forward. This is how you will kind of know, like kind of the litmus test of if the Phillies are actually back or is this just a lot of what this season has been, which has been up, down, up, down. And obviously this is an upswing after the five straight wins. But I, I have four, te- four things that that tell me they're back. And, and we'll start with what they just accomplished because it, it is a big deal, even though it shouldn't be a big deal. What I mean by that is beating up on bad teams. There is a path to the postseason for any team who takes care of business in a significant way against bad teams. We saw it last year with this Phillies team. The Phillies last season were under 500 against everyone not named the Nationals. Across baseball, like the rest of their schedule, they were under 500, and then they just destroyed the Nationals 16 out of 19 and made the playoffs. Now, is that the the only way to go about it? No. I mean, other teams are more consistent or whatever, and maybe they don't maybe they slip up against one bad team. There's lots of ways to do this. But if you're going to get to the, the mid to upper 80s and wins, which is where it's going to take to get one of those final three wildcard spots in the National League, you're going to have to rack wins. And for the Phillies, they have an opportunity on the schedule just right now, just, just this month, to do that. So we know they've won the five in a row here against the Nationals and the Tigers. Here's what they have coming up. Next weekend, one week from now, they go to Oakland for three games. Maybe the worst baseball team any of us have ever seen. Like, you know... You go back to the, the expansion Mets and those teams sixty years ago, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something I'm, I feel pretty confident about. If you're listening to WIP Daily, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have never seen a baseball team worse than the A's. Like, yeah, maybe you are a listener who loves podcasts and and you did watch the sixty you know early sixties Mets, sixty one Mets. Cool, good for you. Uh, I I doubt many people listening did that. That's probably the worst baseball team. In, in history, or one of them. I know the 3 Tigers with Dave Dabrowski's team, with a lot of those young pitchers were really, really bad. That's the worst team I've ever seen. This A's team looks worse. So the Phillies have three out in Oakland next weekend. They have the Cubs in Wrigley for three, uh, June 27th, 28th, and 29th. Okay, those are 
the Cubs are not a good baseball team. We saw it here a couple weeks ago. They're 10 games under 500. Then they have the Nationals right after that back at home on um, the 30th of, of of June and then the 1st and 2nd of July. So they have nine more games between now and July 4th against bad teams. They're already five and one in this stretch against bad teams. We know they lost the opener last Friday night in Washington. So in effect, they're five and one with nine to go. So that's 15 games over a basically about a month against bad baseball teams. And the Phillies, I would say 12 and three. You got to go 12 and three in those games or five and one. Go seven and two in the next line and, and take care of business and rack those wins. That's how you get back over 500. So that's number one. And, and they're showing signs of that. Have to continue it the rest of this month. The second thing is it's the pitching and it's the starting pitching. The bullpen, I think, is, is solid. Uh, it certainly pitched pretty well, you know, statistically since the middle of April. I think Sir Anthony settled back in. Kimbrough had a, you know, kind of a weird ninth last night and gave up the, the run. And, and the Phillies obviously came back to win the game. But, you know, He's pitched pretty well uh, the last month or so. I still, I still think Soto is very hot and cold, and I don't trust Soto, but it's good Alvarado due back against the Dodgers. So I think this bullpen can be in a nice place, but it's a starting pitching that's been a problem all year, but it's hard not to look at the last four turns through. It's been it's been one after another, after another, after another of good pitching. Now, have they faced bad offenses? Yes. I think by the time the season ends, the Tigers and Nationals will be among the you know the bottom five or six offenses and runs scored per game in baseball. Certainly the Tigers will be. They can't hit at all. But it, it's a confidence-boosting thing. And how about this? I saw this this morning. Pretty incredible. It's, it's, it's been a long time since, since we've seen this. So the Phillies have had four straight starts of at least seven innings for the first time since 2014. It was July of 2014. And listen to these names. Roberto Hernandez, David Buchanan. A.J. Burnett and Cole Hamels. I mean, that is a deep cut of names, a deep cut of Phillies baseball. That's the last time the Phillies had four straight starts of seven innings. So at least seven innings, obviously a little bit more in the course of this series. I I thought, you know, I think Ranger Suarez, who will pitch tonight, is is getting back to where we need need him to be. Taiwan Walker had had really good stuff against Tigers a couple nights ago. I was at that game. Uh, Wheeler was outrageously good last night. It's weird, right? You know, Wheeler's had two of the last three starts have been like eye-opening good. Like last year, year before, Cy Young kind of Zach Wheeler. But then he threw that stinker in against the Nationals last Friday. It was like, what was that? But yeah, I think Zach's going to be fine. His peripheral numbers are are outstanding. And then Aaron Nola, who had his best velocity and pitched well and kind of ditched the cutter a couple nights ago and just went with his fastball and curveball. So four straight good starts by the starters. We know the fifth spot in the rotation is a mess and it's going to be bullpen game in, in Arizona on Monday. But the reality is if they get these four going, and, and they're not going to be this good every time, but if they get these four going and rolling and pitching to their level, the Phillies will, will, will certainly be in a really, really good spot the next month or so to kind of overtake the, the bad start and get themselves back into a playoff spot. So beat up on the bad teams is one. Get the starting pitching rolling to a significant degree is number two. Now, the third one and I think this is is really significant because it, it kind of goes hand in hand with what they did last year. Like I mentioned last year, they they were under 500 against everyone not named the Nationals. That's true. But the Phillies last year also held their own against the good teams. Now, the Mets beat the crap out of them last year. But other than the Mets, they, they pretty much held their own. Their record against the Braves was pretty even. Um, they had winning records against teams like the Cardinals and the Brewers and even the Dodgers last year. Like They held their own last year 
against good teams. And that brings us to the next stretch. And really, it's interesting as you look at the schedule for the Phillies for the next you know month or so, because I, I mentioned the nine more they have against bad teams, but sprinkled within there is a lot of games against good teams. It starts with this Dodgers series and the Dodgers I, I, before the season, I was like, oh yeah, step back, step back. And yeah, they're not going to win 110 games again, but the Dodgers step back is still really good. It's st- they still have a lineup where they start with four guys who have OPSs of 900 or better. They still have Clayton Kershaw pitched in one yesterday at Cincinnati atop their rotation. They've got young guys coming through. When they get, you know, Hunjin Ryu back from the injured list and they make a trade, like the Dodgers are really good. So that this is that this is a challenging series without question. When you're starting to line up with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, you are a challenge. So hold their own against the good teams. Now, a lot of the conversation gonna happen on WIP today and and through the next you know couple of days, are the Phillies fully back and all that kind of stuff. Well, I don't expect them to go out there and win six out of seven against the Dodgers and and um and Diamondbacks over the next week. I, I just don't. I mean, I, I don't think the Phillies... First of all, I think those teams are good. I mean, the Dodgers are always good, and the Diamondbacks think have shown us enough that maybe they're playing a little bit over their head, but they're a good team. We saw them here a couple weeks ago. Zach Gallon's pitching like a Cy Young candidate. So, there's a, you know, I, I will say this. If the Phillies can get two out of three at home against the Dodgers and split in Arizona, I will be very happy. I, I, you know, if they get four out of these seven... And really, almost any way you kind of slice it. But if they get four out of the seven, I will be—I'll be happy. And I think the Phillies will kind of—you know—they'll take that because then you kind of look at the schedule and it turns over a little bit. And then they go to Oakland, and there's a real chance—you know—a week and a half from now, we're talking about a team that's over 500. So hold their own against the good teams. They did that last year. They really were able to—you know—I remember that series in St. Louis around the All-Star break where where they won the series. And the the series, obviously, when they beat the Brewers in Milwaukee, right when, when Topper took over, they, they they kept winning those series. The series they beat the Dodgers in May, both in L.A. and then here, where they kind of held their own against that team. It was really just the Mets last year that, that beat them to a pulp. Everybody else, they kind of held their own against the good teams across baseball. And that's going to be important here because this schedule right now, it's sprinkled with it's it's an interesting June schedule because it has you know teams you could beat up like the Nationals and the Tigers and the A's and the Cubs and the Nationals again, but it also has some really good teams like the Dodgers and Arizona. And then after Oakland, it's a day off, and then boom, Atlanta comes in. So it's like you know difficult, difficult, super easy breather. Boom, difficult again. And then there's that series against the Mets, and right now. The Mets are having a ton of issues. Pete Alonso's hurt. The Mets blew three games in a row in Atlanta, which in which they held three run leads. There's stories out there about maybe they're going to fire Buck Showalter. I mean, the Mets are a mess right now. But I, I, I mean, I just can't, after what I've seen the last year plus, chalk that up as an easy series for the Phillies or one that won't be that difficult because we know series against the Mets are always difficult for the Phillies. So the way I view it is. Challenging series against the Dodgers. Challenging series in Arizona. Easy series against Oakland. Challenging against the, the Braves. Challenging in an annoying way against the Mets. Easy against the Cubs. Easy against Washington. And then they end the first half with a Florida trip to Tampa Bay and Miami. And by the way, everyone, I mentioned this when we did the um, power rankings, you know, the NL contenders uh, episode a few days ago. I'm not sure Miami's going away. Luis Arise is hitting 400. They can pitch. They keep racking up wins. You know that's going to be a real litmus test series. But Phillies can get there before over 500 to be it'd be a great thing. And the last thing, the last you know sign, the real litmus test, the Phillies are back. And and this is one that 
plagued this franchise for years as they tried to become contenders 18, 19, 20, 21. And then last year, they, they kind of they figured it out a little bit. And that's the ability to win on the road. So last year, the Phillies were 40 and 41 on the road. It was, it was certainly good enough coupled with their home record to make them a playoff team. Years before that, they were bad on the road. And you look at them right now, the Phillies are 13 and 22 on the road. That's way more indicative of what they were, let's say 2019, 2021, well under 500 on the road. That's not good enough. So as you kind of play this out over the next you know month or so, or even, you know, we'll go all the way to the All-Star break because I think it's relevant. So the Phillies between now and the All-Star break have 7, 10, and then they have 16 road games. To get to 500... Between now and the All-Star break, it's a major challenge. They're, they're nine under on the road. They have to play better baseball on the road. They can't just rely on, oh, we're going to win you know, 17 out of 27 at home. They've got to be better on the road. And, and what I mean by that is like, look, Arizona's a tough trip. If they split that, it's okay. But there's no reason. I don't care if the game's played on the moon. There's no reason not to go sweep the A's in Oakland. There's no reason not to win two out of three on the road in Chicago. Like th- These are ga- series they have to take Without question. And look, the Tampa series and the Miami series will be difficult. But, you know, if the Phillies are going to be a playoff team, you know, that's the kind of trip where they go three and three. I'm not expecting or asking them to end the first half against all those good pitchers and that outstanding race offense to go and win five out of six in a row. That feels a little bit a little bit much. But if they could take care of the business against the bad teams, if they could pitch the way they have, if they could hold their own on the road. This thing will turn. But that is a major, major thing to watch. Because because last year, the Phillies held their own on the road. They were not a, ter- a terrible road team. And, and years before that, they were. I mean, I'll, I'll pull up the 2021 Phillies. But they were... So last year, 40 and 41 on the road. Certainly passable. The year before, as the Phillies finished just two games over 500, they were 35 and 46 on the road. Despite being a team that won 58% of their home games in 2020, which, I mean, I don't know what that is because it was the pandemic year, but it was the same thing. They were 19 and 13 at home. They were 9 and 19 on the road in 2020. And in 2019, they finished 500, of course, missed the playoffs, 45 and 36 at home, 36 and 45 on the road. And in 2018 is really the kind of where the sample begins, 80 and 82 on the season, 49 and 32 at home. They played 605 baseball at home. They were 31 and 50 away from home. Just, I mean, remarkable. I mean, other than last year, this has been a wretched road team for years. That's got to change. If they could get back to respectability at, at on the road, couple of what they usually do at home, they'll put themselves right there at the end to be a playoff team. All right, there are the signs. I mean, they're there. If you see them, you know it's real. The four signs the Phillies are actually back. Beat up on bad teams. The pitching staff with those four starters get rolling at the same time, holding their own against good teams, which starts tonight against the Los Angeles Dodgers, and play better baseball on the road. We'll see them go on Monday when they head to Arizona. 13-22 and 22 is not good enough. They have to be better on the road. They're capable of being better on the road. Hopefully they can be as they get a little healthier here with Alec Bohm maybe coming back this weekend and certainly... Jose Alvarado. Appreciate everyone listening to WIP Daily. Have an incredible weekend. We'll talk next week and um, hopefully the Phillies continue to play some good baseball. Five in a row is fun. Five in a row hits and certainly a dramatic win last night with the Cody Clemens walk-off hit. Thanks for following the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, WIP Daily and of course 94 WIP, the YouTube page. We put up our video podcast there. We'll talk next week. Thanks as always for listening.